Hello, everyone. You're listening to Mutiny Radio. Coming up next is Women's Magazine with Global Val. Stay tuned. And uh, uh, she'll be up in just a little bit. So intense. 
Stop! 
and just sit there on your ass and let that funky chain dance. Brother, sister, shoot your best. We don't need this fascist crew of fame. Brothers, sisters, we don't need that fascist crew of fame. Brothers, sisters, we don't need that fascist crew of fame. History will repeat itself. Crisis point, we need the hour. Count of force will do no good. Pop you as I feel your power. Little proof of funky stuff. It's not for you and me, girl. No, 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 no. Europe's an unhappy land. They've had their fascist proof thing.
long as they get along, politicians bend my eyes. Happy Friday, this is Global Val here. Thanks for tuning in to Women's Magazine here on MutinyRadio.fm. Uh, I'm starting a little bit late today, but it's live radio, folks. Uh, I want to thank Roman from the Weekly Review, who always throws down an amazing sh- two-hour show uh, prior to this one, uh, the Weekly Review, from 12 to 2 here on Mutiny Radio. Here in San Francisco in the Mission District, it is Friday, December 2nd, 2016, Oh my goodness, what a year. What a year. I'm going to start off today with just a little bit of music here from Stephanie Keys, her new album, Open Road, and the track that is playing here is called Three Hours Till Yesterday. Between these lines, there's nothing but indifference. That's why I 
Hey everybody, this is Global Val. Thanks for tuning in today to MutinyRadio.fm. Of course, this is a, this installment from 2 to 3 p.m. is Women's Magazine uh, in affiliation with KPFA 94.1 Women's Magazine, which, which airs every Monday afternoon from 1 to 2 p.m. on KPFA.org or 94.1 FM here in the Bay Area. Uh, KPFB in Fresno. Uh, there's... Uh, there's another one in, in Los Angeles through the public, um, sorry, Pacifica radio network, um, over there. But I, alas, am here at my mutiny radio outpost here in San Francisco. And, uh, it is a winter, it is a winter afternoon folks. And uh, of course, uh, we took last week off. It was the day after Thanksgiving and, um, just needed to take a little bit of a break. And uh, although, of course, the Thanksgiving holiday is, um, at least in, in many ways, a very controversial holiday, I personally enjoy being with my family and, and close loved ones and being grateful. And I, and I think that there's a, a real uh, purity to the essence of Thanksgiving uh, in, this, in the sense that we can come together uh, be with one another, be in warmth, share in food. And I think that that, that underlying um, principle is something that we really um, can celebrate. However, of course, uh, you know, the, the story of Thanksgiving, um, you know, that you were, you're told in all of your school books are the pilgrims came uh, to Plymouth, uh, Massachusetts, or what would become Plymouth, and then uh, the local uh, Indians, as they called them at the time, Native American indigenous folks, uh, helped them th- survive through the winter, um, showed them how to raise food on the land, um, help them live, and then Thanksgiving was the coming together, that celebratory meal um, in friendship and in gratitude. Um, but of course, the, the, uh, the reality of it is that uh, the indigenous peoples of the Americas have been uh, ritualistically uh, pushed out, um, killed, um, you know, made ill by all the illnesses that were brought um, from from other continents that they had never, uh, you know, encountered before, smallpox. Um, so it's been this gradual uh, genocide, um, colonialism. And so, uh, of course, right now at this very time and place in our, in our country, in the United States of America, uh, we've got this indigenous standoff at Standing Rock, North Dakota. Um, and amazingly, I mean, I guess I'm in my own bubble here sometimes. There's a lot of people who don't know what's going on over there um, or haven't heard about it. And mainly that's been a big mainstream media blackout. Um, you know, the big stations aren't going there. And when they do there or when they report on it, rather, um, not necessarily go there to report on it. But when they report on what's happening, they're relying mostly on official statements from the Morton County Sheriff's Department there in, in, in uh, North Dakota um, who have been putting out what to all accounts seem to be just lies um, in terms of uh, accusing the water protectors as being violent, um, throwing Molotov cocktails and things, when clearly the people on the ground and the people who have been part of this movement, who have been there at the camps uh, that are camped out there, in North Dakota with the, with the Lakotas, the Sioux people. Um, this is a nonviolent prayerful gathering 
to stand up to the corporate interests who want to dig underneath the Missouri River. The Missouri River. Um, so that they can transport, uh, you know, crude fracked oil um, through four states. Um, the Energy Transfer Partners uh, Company, um, you know, received kind of piecemeal permits all along the way of this pipeline, um, not getting a, a, a thorough uh overview of, a, of an environmental approval, um, but did it piecemeal, also used the power of eminent domain, which is really a, a, a tool of government that can take land, private land, if it's going to be used for public goods. Um, but this is to be used for a pipeline that's going to bring profits to energy transfer partners and their partners as well. Um, but the, the folks up there in North Dakota um, camped out, standing there, uh, peacefully gathering, um, not using weapons, uh, only, only using prayer and, and their presence uh, have been to try to protect, one, the land that was granted to them in treaties, but the U.S. government uh, broke those treaties, and the land that is a mile north of the uh, Standing Rock Sioux Tribe uh, reservation land, uh, where they rely on all of their fresh water from the rivers there. And, uh, and, and, and they've been met with Police brutality. Uh, the governor of North Dakota declared a state of emergency, which is usually reserved for natural disasters like in like floods and tornadoes and hurricanes that cause massive damage uh, or cut people off from services. Um, so the the governor um, declared a state of emergency several weeks ago, um, which means that he was able to access uh, vast amounts of resources, taxpayer money uh to to bring in um and, and to bring in n not only more local law enforcement but there's an emergency medical i'm sorry emergency um kind of a conglomerate an agreement between several states that in a state of emergency these states will send uh police officers to uh whichever area is in a state of emergency. So uh, the Morton County Sheriff's Department and the governor of North Dakota were able to gather uh, police from uh, agencies in seven different states uh, who have gone in to North Dakota to uh, stand there in riot gear across from the prote water protectors um, and have been abusing them uh, physically, um, and of course, mentally as well. Uh, they've used rubber bullets. Um, they've used tear gas. <laughs> they've sprayed mace directly in people's faces who were just standing there unarmed in front of them. Uh, that's been happening a lot. Lots of macing. Um, one thing that, that I find really horrendous are these sound cannons, uh, which basically give off a, a deafening blow uh, 
and literally um, could you could lose your hearing. Um, so it's a and um, and as of recently, the big there's been a couple of days where there were big actions on behalf of the the law enforcement officers who are there at the scenes, and many of them have actually left. Uh, the state since coming into the state to fulfill their obligations under the emergency plan. Um, but there've been a couple big days of actual full out just attacks uh, against the water protectors, um, unarmed water protectors. Uh, most recently, um, right at the end of last month, uh, I'm sorry, I'm getting my dates confused, but um, just just a couple weeks, just a few weeks ago, um, when there was a nighttime attack with, again, tear gas canisters, mace, sound cannons, and hoses. They were hosing people in the middle of the night in freezing temperatures. I mean, what? <laughs> what can we say to that? Um, it's it's really uh, a horrendous um, situation. But what's interesting um, is that the world is watching, and there have been many many actions uh, around the world, around the country, um, in solidarity with Standing Rock. And uh, even though there's kind of a mainstream media blackout here in our own country, um, and you know, I've, I've I've spoken to people who, you know, read the read the paper every day, watch news every day, and yet only recently have heard about this Dakota Access Pipeline, which is already like 80% completed. So it's, um, you know, it's definitely a, a shady deal that's been kept in the dark, that's being protected by, you know, th those who have a, an, a vested interest in it. Um, and obviously don't care for the rights of the indigenous peoples there, nor the rights of millions of people downstream of the Missouri River who depend on the Missouri for fresh water because uh, pipelines burst all the time. I think it's like an average of about five, there's over 500 um, pipeline leaks or bursts every year um, causing, causing, you know, vast amounts of environmental damage, um, you know, and everything that comes from that. So what I think is really uh, interesting, kind of the most recent development is that American veterans um, who have served in the U.S. military and have sworn, uh, you know, taken the oath uh, to defend against all enemies, foreign and domestic, have formed a coalition and just started arriving at Standing Rock uh, yesterday uh, to 2,000, up to 2,000 American veterans have gone uh, with a with unarmed, uh, but to stand as a human shield between the law enforcement that has been posted there to harass and 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 deflect uh, the the water protester protectors um, and, and to protect the water protectors. Um, this is a very interesting development, and um, I have a feeling that mainstream media won't be able to ignore this uh, very much longer. So I actually wrote a poem 
on the eve of Thanksgiving, and uh, I actually had a, a particular vet vet in mind, uh, someone in, who I know is uh, in my life. And uh, here's a poem. Come home, my brother, and be at peace. War has flung you far and deep. We'll take the wounds and wrap your feet. Dear brother, we are not your enemy, nor is anybody if you drop the weaponry and fall gently into understanding arms, for we are one. Magazine, and, and I want to let you know that you're listening to the musical stylings of Miss Stephanie Keys off of her album Open Road. Continue to enjoy. Be right back.
Thank you for listening to Women's Magazine here on MutinyRadio.fm. I'm Global Val. I want to make an announcement about an event that's happening here in the city uh, tomorrow, Saturday, December 3rd. So a, a little a little background. This is from the group, the St. Francis Homelessness Challenge. Uh, this is a group that was formed uh, by the Amy Farrah Weiss, um, who ran for mayor in um, just last year. Um, <laughs> things happen fast around here. Um, ran for mayor last year on the ticket on a, on a one, two, three ticket because we have ranked choice voting here in San Francisco. Um, and, uh, she was, she was running on a platform called Yimby, which is yes in my backyard, trying to find, um, you know, actual solutions to some of the problems that a lot of people just turn their backs on and say, no, 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 don't do that here. So anyhow, um, a, a, a really 
active community member, um, very smart woman. And so she, she, when she was running for mayor, she came up with the St. Francis Homelessness Challenge because it was when the Super Bowl was coming to San Francisco, was going to be coming to San Francisco. Um, mayor Ed Lee was basically issuing orders to, to clear out the homeless, to give a shiny appearance to our city. Um, and so she came up with this idea of having some sort of, you know, kind of community um, input, competition, whatever it was, to try to come up with creative ideas and ways to address and help uh, unhoused people. Um, so, so she kind of ran with that after the election. Um, she, she got a good percentage of the votes, actually. She got like 14%. Um, but since then, she's been um, really working hard on the St. Francis Homelessness Challenge. And, um, so, so tomorrow, Saturday, the, tw uh, Saturday, December 3rd, um, you can volunteer, you can sign up, um, from, so December 3rd from 12 to 4 PM, uh, they're looking for volunteers to help facilitate a few services at Box City, which is going to be at 7th street at Irwin, I-R-W-I-N street. It's going to be a barbecue, portable shower demos, bike repair station, a cleanup project. Um, they're also looking for 10 to 20 volunteers who want to work as a team with Box City um, and, and nearby Carolina Street residents over the next month to support garbage pickup, encampment organization, and community building with encampment residents. Uh, please share your interest in volunteering and volunteering and they will contact you prior to Saturday. So if you go, I'm sure if you get in touch today, yeah, somebody might get back to you. Um, or just head out tomorrow to seventh street at Irwin. Um, and if you want more information on the St. Francis homelessness challenge and box city, uh, you can go to boxcitysf.com or St. Francis challenge com, And I want to thank Amy Farrowweiss for all the great community work that she is uh, engaged in and, and pull in and getting, trying to get other people to get engaged in as well um, to try to address uh, the, the a huge issue here in San Francisco, especially, but unhoused folks um, and the, the rising uh, cost of living that have been uh, forcing many people, individuals, and families into homelessness here in San Francisco. Uh, people living in, families living in cars uh, and going to school or uh, crowding into a friend or relative's uh, living room. Um, it's, it's a really serious situation. And um, I am proud to say that uh, it, Amy Weiss is, is doing doing some great work. So go get involved with uh, the St. Francis Homelessness Challenge. They actually do have a survey on their website, um, uh, which is kind of interesting as well. Um, and basically, just a little information, the St. Francis Homelessness Challenge are a diverse group of citywide San Francisco residents who are challenging themselves and City Hall to take necessary and strategic action in support of our unhoused neighbors. So you can get involved with that as well. All right. Well, I'm going to wrap up Women's Magazine. Uh, we've got Common Thread Collective coming up next. I'll be here. Diamond Dave will be here. All of our friends. We're going to have a really interesting show today. I Well, we always have a really interesting show. And that, that's not uh, any sort of arrogance here. I really am always surprised at what happens every Friday. Um, but so much happens and, and uh, it's because we open the door, uh, we cast that wide net, find the common thread, 
and let life flourish. And we don't panic. We just keep it organic. So I know that coming up next on the Common Thread, we're going to have an interesting afternoon. Um, Certainly at five o'clock, we're going to be having a call in from our friend Feather, who's out there at the Standing Rock camp. Uh, We're definitely following all of this, checking in, sending our love and support in any way that we can. So stay tuned for the Common Thread Collective. It's going to be a good one, but it always kind of is. It's all about the love, folks. So I want to read one other poem that I found in a notebook, a good old hidden notebook of mine that I found, and it just happens to kind of tie into the support and the love we want to send to the water protectors and the... the folks out there, not only in North Dakota, but along the length of this proposed pipeline where people are still fighting to keep their, uh, keep their land and, uh, keep the water safe. I wrote this in Golden Gate Park. The buffalo call the clouds, summon up thunder, hoof and snout, some digging in to dust their coats and that musk floats like sacred smoke calling the cool with their full furs, fluffed and expecting wetness. Autumn's refreshment, take a sip and then take a breath. Precipitation is in the senses. And according to I and the bison, it does point toward the gathering vacuum of a familiar season long overdue. Peace, everybody. I'll be right back in a few minutes with the Common Thread Collective. And just remember, just when your aspirations seem outrageous, like actually trying to protect uh, the environment and human rights and and not letting uh, corporations bully you around, just remember, inspiration is contagious. Peace and thank you. Here's a little more Stephanie Keys. 